Drop that badge and let's fight. Drop that badge and let's fight. Have your police officers back off and I'll have them back off. Let's go, bitch. Yeah, he's not even looking at me because he's a little fucking coward ass bitch. Yeah, he can't make eye contact with me. Yeah, come on, let's go. Drop that badge. Yeah, now you look away because you're a little bitch. Yeah, you too. Drop that badge. Drop that gun. See what happens. Yeah. Yeah, you're fucking pussy ass bitch. You said this. All right, ladies and gentlemen, what's going on? Wayne Dupree here. Um, that was Portland. Nothing like the beautiful streets of Portland. Yeah, that was Portland. Oh wow, I was thinking it was Minnesota. Okay, yeah. that was Portland, and it was not last year. It was last night. Uh, you know what? You know what? Honestly, if y'all want oblivion. Leave me the hell out of it. Y'all don't want to fix nothing. Y'all don't want to talk issues. I mean, no, y'all don't want to talk solutions. And I'm not talking to my co-hosts. I'm talking to y'all out there in America. Y'all don't want to talk issues. Y'all don't want to talk solutions. You don't want to talk about fixing nothing. You're all up into the sensitivity stuff. You don't care about your common man. You don't care about your fellow man. You just care about your own damn feelings. You see what's happening out there in Portland. They locked people inside and started a fire last night. They locked people inside of a federal building and started a fire last night. And actually, that's not the first time they did it. That they also locked people in the federal building a couple months ago and started a fire too. Isn't that an insurrection? No. I don't think uh, it's an insurrection. I mean uh, federal federal fence. Minimum, yeah, bare yeah. minimum federal yeah. free to it's a prison time. <laughs> yeah, that's attempted murder too. Yeah, yeah. On how many people, right? Yeah. To throw all the counts on him or them. Let Was me guess. Joe Biden hasn't said anything about it, though, right? But, but, but then again, how many people in government have said anything about it? Well, they don't want to. It makes them look bad because our government's all Democrat right now. Again, y'all, if y'all want oblivion, keep me out of it. I'm serious. Black, white, yellow, green. Uh, I mean, <laughs> you got that out there in Portland. Again, Port. I mean, I don't even know how Portland is still here. I really don't. I really don't. I don't know how Portland is still here. And then, uh, then you have the race situation. You have the race thing that is going on across the country, where uh, uh, I say it like this. And I and I have an op-ed coming out about it, but um, this place, this country, if you look at a whole lot of responses online, and a whole lot of people really don't realize what they're, I mean, honestly, if they do, then we really have a a, a, a more deeper problem than what I, than what I'm getting ready to tell you, but. Facts. Social media is quick to jump on create facts before knowing the full story about anything. They jump, they push, and they don't know. And then they create a timeline of stuff that's not even true. But it's hard to 
um, once that's out there, it's hard to pull that back when the real facts come out. I, I mean, I and and there's nothing slowing down social media. There, I mean, there's nothing slowing this stuff down. You know, and and then a whole lot of major top influencers are pushing this stuff for clicks, well, for for uh, for uh, clout, for what you call it. And they know damn well that there are no facts until everything is on the table. Right. And drama, sadness, uh, death, that all sells. If you if you pick up your social media account and you start reading on your phone about how a firefighter died in a horrific fire and then three paragraphs down or another article down states that the fire company is going to win a million dollar contract and get new fire trucks. Which one do you remember? Not the fire trucks. No, not the fire trucks. Not. Yes, exactly. So, of course, death sales, drama sales, riots sell. That's what's sexy right now in their eyes. That's what they want to see. Uh, in Portland, I, I always thought it was started with follow the money. I think that that was paid for, bought and paid for long before Trump was out of office. And what's going on in Minnesota, I've got a few things that I want to say about that, but I'll wait till you bring that up. But uh, well, drama sells. Minnesota and Virginia. Um, the situation that happened in Virginia, uh, a video was uh, released over the weekend. And um, so many people, so many people online are saying, well, you know, all you have to do, all you have to do is follow the police instruction and nothing's going to happen to you. All you have to do is follow the police. These people, <laughs> you know what? People, pe people still don't understand Every place is not the same. Every place is not the same. I was taught a long time ago from my mom and father who were, uh, uh, who experienced Cambridge, Maryland almost burning down because of racism. That if you are to be pulled over by the police and it's nighttime, get to a place that is a lighted area. Now, they didn't tell me to speed and drive, but they, they said slow down so that the police don't think that you're doing something crazy. Get to a lighted area, and then when the police rolls up on you, let them know, I, I just wanted to get to a lighted area because, you know, I fear for all. I've been in that situation one time. One time. And I and and the police didn't draw their weapon on me. Now in the in the uh, Virginia uh, policeman um, uh, situation, he's suing. Because yeah, it's a lawsuit. Yeah, because of what happened to him. But to how many of and this is my question to anybody that's out there: How many of you now? Yes, your father, and mom have yelled at you probably both at the same time. And you're trying to get your word out, but they can't hear you because they're yelling at you. Okay. Imagine you got four or five cops yelling at you with guns pointed. You, you are in, I, your hands are out the window and they're telling you to get out the vehicle. Your hands are out the window now, but again, you can't get out right, just right because your seat belt in or you're buckled in one wrong move. <laughs> That's common sense. Your hand is out the window. Now, the police open up the door for him. I would rather, honestly, I would rather the police open up. But the they should. Yeah, yeah, and I'll give him permission. You so know. Go ahead. Uh, officers, mm -hmm. my hand's out the window. Officers, please open the door for oh, me. Exactly. I'm in full cooperation. Exactly. Um, exactly. I, I have a license to, to carry a, a, a concealed weapon. Yep. It is currently loaded. It's on yep. my hip. That's yep. where it's at. There's no movement. I'm not doing anything. Right. Completely complying with all your orders. Right. Now, um, many will say, well, he wasn't complying because he didn't get out. But guess what? I would have did the same thing. How do you get out? I would have did the same thing. I sure as how ain't reaching for the door handle. Exactly. No. You put, <laughs> you put your head. Oh, watch this. Watch this. Ready? Ready? Get out. Pop, pop, boom, boom, pop, boom, 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 boom. 
because the police will say, we don't know whether he was reaching for a gun. Here in Cincinnati, kid was running from the cops. He reached to pull his pants up because he had the baggy pants. They shot him dead. Yeah. Now, what about Mr. Wright in Minneapolis? I heard he was leaving the scene. Well, here... here they said he was running. Yeah, they said he was fleeing with multiple uh, warrants. I, I just uh, think as a cop, wait, 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 hold on, hold on. This is now. This is what. Uh, this, again, there are no facts in this yet. The mom said that the son. The mom said that the son called to say that he was pulled over because he had uh, air fresheners in the rearview mirror, rearview mirror, or something like that, which is illegal actually in Minnesota. Yeah, it is. Yeah. You can't probably, hang anything from the mirror. Well, no. Neither in Pennsylvania. They oh, probably okay. pulled his license plate, though, and saw he had a warrant for his arrest as well. Well, well the car either was new or because um, when they pulled him over, when they ran his name, then they found out he had warrants. Right. When they ran his name, mm-hmm. he didn't. Um, and But he was already out of the car when they ran his name, or at least that's what the report is. Uh, then he tried to get back in the car and he was shot. Yeah, yeah. Just one thing. It didn't say he was running. The reports didn't say he was running to get back in the car. It said he tried to get back into the car, and then he was shot. And then the and and then he went for the next couple of blocks, and then stopped because he died. Right. So. Let me just ask a question. If you're a police officer and you're 10 miles away from the Derek Chauvin case, do you really think pulling your gun out and shooting somebody? I don't care at that point if you literally just watch them murder someone. Do you really want to start that in your county right now? Do they know that they're 10 miles away? Yes, they know that they're 10 miles away. I just, I just, think, yes. I just, I mean, I was talking with uh, my stepson and uh, my ex-wife just a few minutes ago. I was like, the default position shouldn't be to shoot. The, it, okay, well, the, to me. The, the, police is, the police statement is that he re-entered the car to flee. Right. Um, right. I, I, at that point, I'll be honest with you, at that point, I, I don't know what the, uh, the policies are, but now you have someone who's got warrants on him driving a vehicle mm-hmm. that could be deadly to innocent civilians. Yeah, or do you? I, I, or I don't know what they, he, you got to neutralize it at that point. He I can run see, over a four-year-old kid. I don't because of what's going on. I mean, in that town at this point, if I were the police, I'd be like, you know what? Do what you want. You got a warrant. You're gonna beat your wife. Do whatever you want because the whole city's going to shambles. They literally can't police. They're no matter what. <laughs> yeah, they have. Do they have the um, the vehicle and make and the license plate number? Because if that's the case, they can get it. They can get them sooner or later. Well, you know, maybe should have. I, I mean, I just, I mean, it's it's. But it's not well, policy to, to catch and release and release and catch. That's not policy. It's just I wouldn't be doing anything in that city right now. I mean, I'm really just, think about I'm, that. I'm just worried. I'm just worried that so many people online have taken. They don't think of others, or at least, or at least I don't feel they think of others because of every because of what I read. They don't think of a person really in a situation. They've never been in a situation where they have guns drawn on them and four or five people yelling at them at the same time because you don't know who to listen to. You don't need. You don't know. Get, get, pull out. Get out. Get out. Put your hands up. You don't. They've never been in that situation before. Right. He did have a loaded gun on the seat next to him. I heard that too. Now that's yeah. something that I you heard that too. Right. That's something that, that as uh, 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 I'm, I'm a firearms enthusiast, when I'm going to the range, uh, all my stuff's in the trunk. I don't care if it's loaded, unloaded. I don't, all my stuff is in the trunk. Right. I, I don't drive around anywhere Let me with say anything this. in the seat next to me. Let me say this. Um, for many people that do have your opinions, and and I tweeted this tweet out before, 
everybody has opinions on social media, but that doesn't make you right. Everybody has opinions. You have opinion. I have opinion. We all have opinions until we get the facts. We're, it's just opinion. Right. It's, it's, it's opinion. If you're in the state of Ohio, you have to have that stuff separate, and it's got to be in your trunk. Right. That's And in your own state, know your own rules and your own laws in your own state. Just, well, why it. aren't these riots happening in Chicago? And I know that Wayne doesn't like me to, or like the whole Chicago issue, but I mean, that's one of the deadliest cities in the country. You know, there's a lot of policing going on there, but they're not having these issues in Chicago. What are the police doing differently in Chicago than they are in this county and in this town in Minneapolis having so many issues? I'm just, I'm, I'm just surprised that so many police officers don't have tasers. Well, what do you do if the guy runs back in his car and flees what, the scene? What, if what he's do you do with a taser? Up on, if he's hopped up on PCP, angel dust. That's true, whatnot. Brian. I once I once watched the guy. He was so fueled up on methamphetamines, the cops put four shots into him, and he kept walking. It wasn't until he started to bleed out and didn't have any blood left in him right. that he fell to the ground. Right. I watched a documentary on that. So tasers aren't going to do anything. I, and now you're talking. Said, Someone in the chat said, what if he had a loaded weapon in the vehicle? Come on, just let him go until he hurts someone innocent. You don't flee if you are innocent. No, true. That it's but we're talking about two different situations here. We're talking about the the uh the, the sergeant, the army yeah. sergeant that was pulled over, and we're talking about that one, and then we're talking about two different ones at the same time. Sorry if he got confused. Yeah, we're on just that. we're just but, we're just talking in general. Yeah, to your point in Chicago, I mean uh last weekend's totals. There were 20 uh, shot and killed, 20, uh, 79 shot and wounded. Total of 99 people shot and 20 homicides uh, in the hellacious weekend in Chi-Town. I just, I just, and before, 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 before I bring on my next guest, because he is, um, he is a lawyer and, and also in charge of, um, he's one of the people in charge of human events on the website that was brought back online. I just want to say this for, for our audience, because like I said, I, and I've been, I've been trying to push this out and I'm going to push this out right now in reading a lot of individual online posts, all black individuals that are pulled over are not criminals. Yeah. Yeah, that's correct. That's an absolute fact. But when you read a lot of the responses online that I see, they they say, "Oh yeah, get that criminal, get him, get him, get him." And I'm not saying it's everybody. I'm saying there's a lot. There's a lot. And Just like how all know. cops aren't bad cops. There's bad exactly. cops, but not all cops are bad cops. But exactly. yet. They jump to conclusions and start riots and protests before they even find out what is real or what Both, is true. Botham Jean in 2019, in 2018, was in his apartment in Dallas. And um, the Dallas police officer walked into the wrong apartment and shot him right. while right. he was eating ice cream on his couch. Right. Fact. Right. He wasn't a criminal. Atalia Jefferson who had accidentally left the front door open. The light was on. The next door neighbor called the police as a wellness check. She's in the bedroom playing video games with her son. Hears something outside. Got up. It happened to be the police outside who never said, we're the police. And they shot her through the window. She wasn't a criminal. So I don't think Ruby Ridge was that criminal either. Yeah, Ruby Ridge. No, he was that that FBI tricked him into it. When I read about Ruby, I'm studying Ruby Ridge now, and it's just it's blowing my mind. It's a heartbreaking tearjerker. It is. It is. I mean, especially especially with him having to hold his wife, where his wife they shot her. They shot her in the head. Yeah, and killed the dog and his son. Let me let me welcome to America. All I'm saying is, if y'all want oblivion, don't count me in. Um, Will Chamberlain, Human Events. What's up, Will? Not much. How's it going, Wayne? Good to see you. Good to be with you. Um, Pandora's box, man. Pandora's box. 
It won't be closed anytime in my lifetime. Um, yeah. And the way that uh, the way that America is separated, you would, this used to be the United States of America, and now it's more separated at any time I have ever known in history. I don't think there's honestly, and it hurts me to say this. I don't think there's any way back from this. And it, and it seems like people are really getting off in separating it. Yeah. I mean, I don't think, I don't think that's going to be nearly as simple as some people like to say. Uh, I mean, you think about what the government was like during the civil war, people forget how much smaller the federal government was just as a matter of like what it did, how much money it had at its disposal, the ability to secure its facilities. I mean, at the beginning of the Civil War, the Confederates literally waltzed into uh, federal armories and took the guns. Took it all. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like, imagine that, like, the state of California or the state of Alabama trying to be like, okay, hi, federal armory. We're going to take all the, the military weapons here. They'd be like, no, you're not. <laughs> that certainly will not happen. <laughs> and uh, we have F-15s. Do you have F-15s? You, you do not, right? Like, uh, so the question of, you know, what a military, I, I don't think there's, there's no way the the complete... The federal government has grown massively more powerful in relation to state governments since the time when we actually had any sort of separation. So you would have to negotiate some sort of peaceful separation that's extremely challenging. I mean, think about something as simple as Brexit, where they were still sovereign. I mean, you know, UK Kingdom had its own military, has its own government, runs its own stuff. And yet just to extricate it from what was really a treaty arrangement was like a four-year process and unthinkable. I mean, you know, we don't have, I mean, think about, you know, who gets all the, you know, there's federal courthouses, federal, the FBI, there's, you know, there's this entire federal bureaucracy that suddenly is, is it only running one thing? Or, you know, and does, are the new government that exists as a competing one have to build up its entire bureaucracy to administer things like its own federal court system? I mean, there's, there's a lot, it's a very, very difficult thing. And, and I think the much more likely scenario is that, um, essentially one of the political factions currently in existence just kind of loses, not necessarily in a violent, bloody struggle, but in, in essentially they just can't win elections anymore. Right. Like I, I see it as, you know, we get to a point where, uh, you know, Democrats win and, and, and start winning enough presidential elections and change the rules to the point that a winning Republican party has to be Democrat light. And then, and the, the Overton window debate shifts radically to the left, which I think is really bad for the country because what they want is, is chaos in the streets of Minneapolis. Or we start winning elections in a consistent basis and the Democrats have to go back to like Clinton era type type, you know, being Clinton era type Democrats where they actually were tough on crime and things. Well, to um, your point, uh, I mean, Trump came out this weekend, you know, calling uh, old Mitchie a piece of garbage, which he is. We all know he is. But uh, he, all these voter laws don't want them, don't want to have them, pushing them out. Democrats rewriting them. Uh, big tech. Uh, big businesses siding with the Democrat. Uh, how does a Republican? How does a Republican get by anymore nowadays? Well, I mean, the you know this is a big failure of the prior Republican Party to just kind of let the culture go so dramatically left, and also put corporations in a position where they don't feel like they have to listen to us. I mean, I think it's it's amazing that you have a hundred major corporations signing onto a partisan legislative effort, right? Like, like that's what that is, right? Like the the Democrat position. It's a purely partisan debate about voting laws. This is not Jim Crow, as they would say. This is like a debate over whether random people should be able to hand out water and whether we should have voting drop boxes, like stuff that's just straight up voter integrity type laws that really these corporations should have zero opinion on. And yet they've all are lining up with the Democrats. Well, why are they doing that? Because they think the Democrats will punish them and they don't think Republicans will. Well, I think we should, for example. So Uber and Lyft signed on to this letter. Okay, well, Uber and Lyft collectively kind of have a monopoly in ride sharing. I don't know if there's another service that really competes with them meaningfully. Um, but, you know, there are legislative efforts out there to, like, make Uber and Lyft treat, you know, pay benefits to their workers that they can't use their drivers as independent contractors. We should sign on to those efforts now. Like, why, why should we do anything for the benefit of Uber and Lyft? Like, and they say, oh, our business model is going to tank. Oh, what well, you should have thought of that before you signed on to partisan <laughs> legislative efforts <laughs> attacking our party. Like, yeah, we're the party of business that doesn't try and screw us. <laughs> like, that's all, you know, I mean, but I mean, I'm sorry. Oh, your business model went away because you had to pay your driver's benefits who really in reality are getting a horrible deal. I mean, it's almost like most Uber drivers are effectively being deceived in their in the offer because they're not taking into account the cost of maintenance on the car from driving all around. Um, and they're really getting a really poor deal. Anyway, that's just one random thought. 
Well, now, uh, before you came on, we were actually talking about the Brooklyn Center riots that happened last night in Minnesota. Mm -hmm. uh, since you're a lawyer, I figured I'd pick your brain on this. The Derek Chauvin trial, if he's mm -hmm. acquitted, do you think he's going to be acquitted? And what happens then? Major? Yeah, I'm, major a, I'm a consistent, you know, minority voice on this question. I think he's going to be acquitted. Uh, yeah. I think probably like 80, 85 percent chance we're looking at an acquittal here. Uh, I think, you know, I've been watching it pretty closely. I think the prosecution's done a pretty poor job of proving its case beyond a reasonable doubt. Defense cross-examinations have been very good, scoring a lot of points. Um, and we haven't even gotten to defense experts yet. I mean, you know, when you think about what the defense experts are going to get up and say, they're going to say he died of an overdose and his, his behavior was totally reasonable. And they're going to have a police use of force expert up there who's got, a, you know, credential list a mile long saying they behaved reasonably under the circumstances. Right. And I mean, and then you're going to have to say to a jury and then in closings, you're going to be like, I mean, the burden is beyond a reasonable doubt. Right. Like, Who do you... Who do you think is going to say that? Uh, the defense defense expert witnesses when they get called, right? We're not even to the defense case yet. Okay, so because, because I've been watching that too, and the police chief and the Los Angeles they brought in an expert that is in that like yeah. that 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 is an expert within that type of thing. Even came in and said that the what was used was not office or department procedure, and uh, ba based on the reports that they were saying, a lot of the um, jury sat up while those witnesses kept talking about what wasn't supposed to be used, what was supposed to be used, and uh, I mean, you know, it uh, when when they got more into the tech side, then you know they were like, eh, okay, all right, whatever. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, it's like, that's where, you know, you, you hear the news about the direct examinations, but not the cross examinations, right? Like what they were able to get that particular witness was a really good example of how uh, Chauvin's lawyer was able to extract a lot of value on cross. Um, you know, that expert in his own report talked about the futility of getting Floyd into the back of the squad car. I mean, that's the language he used. The they couldn't do it. Um, and uh, admitted that under the circumstances where, you know, Chauvin was called in to help the officers as backup, uh, gets out of the car, sees the two officers struggling and unable to get a suspect in the back of a squad car. The defense, the prosecution's expert said at that point, Derek Chauvin would have been, I'm sorry, would have been justified to use a taser to subdue uh, Floyd. Um, and, you know, there's a lot, I think much of the problem is that, you know, they get the sort of, you know, headline admission on the, on the prosecution side of like what Chauvin did was beyond policy. But then the defense gets up and is like, okay, but what's within policy? Was the prone restraint within policy? Was putting the knee on the back within policy? Like, and you get, it's like, and it's that, like nine, 95% of what Chauvin did was within policy. And then yeah, it's like, you know, I mean, I mean it's, I didn't, it's, get, I think, that, I didn't get that yeah. with, with the police chief and the police chief, they kept saying the police chief usually never takes the stand like this. And right. And for the person in charge, the person in charge of the police, I mean, of the officer who fired him two days later, for the police chief to get up there and said, this is not what we do. That's strong. I mean, it is strong testimony. I agree. It's just, it's like, again, it's this differentiation between headline police right, chief right. testifies against him versus admissions the defense is able to extract in cross-examination that make it seem a lot less clear cut, Right. And I think that that's where, you know, I mean, and this is just coming from my experience when you have the prosecution winning, like there isn't that doubt. The, the defense isn't able to score those points. Like, you know, we have clear evidence. He shot him. He shouldn't have shot him. There was no self-defense. We win, you know, coming out of the prosecution case, it should be game over. No chance. Not like, Oh, that were, you know, they scored some points. It's pretty close right now. That's terrible because the defense is about to get up and like have witnesses saying exactly what they want that are not crossable in the same way, right? Like, I think they're going to have a lot, you know, that's that's sort of, you know, I've been making my projections about this trial, knowing that, you know, what's going to come from the defense side in this case, there's a lot, you know, I mean, and there's just like, so the causation case is so, you know, touch and go, because everybody agrees Floyd died of asphyxia. The question is what caused it. Fentanyl causes asphyxia and Everybody conceding the knee on the neck didn't cause like it didn't really that wasn't really the ultimate cause of the loss of air. If you actually listen to Tobin, who's the who was their medical expert, 
he was focused on the chest and him being pinned down to the ground as the cause of asphyxia. Well, that's, that's a problem because there's a mismatch between what most of had the focus of the prosecution witnesses was in terms of what was the excessive use of force and what was the cause of the asphyxia. Like that's, you know, so there's, there's lots of these little areas where I think the prosecution, even in its own case has problems. And, you know, and, and again, I want to step back and say like, this isn't like a, Oh, Derek Chauvin behaved perfectly and did not do anything wrong. This is a legal analysis of like, do I think that the prosecution is going to be able to prove its case beyond a reasonable doubt? And I don't know that they've done it in their own case in chief. And I think after the defense witnesses come up, I don't think it's going to be close. Will, I heard that one of the jurors participated in the Brooklyn Center riots last night. Is that is that uh, grounds for a mistrial? I didn't, I didn't hear that. I heard that they lived in Brooklyn Center. I didn't hear that they participated in the riots. Okay. I think um, if they were, if that had actually come out, they would almost <laughs> certainly be expelled. Uh, yes. they, would, they would be kicked off the jury, right? Well, like, and they, they back, well, they have backup, so it, it wouldn't throw a whole mistrial. Right, we're right. Like there, there are alternate jurors, um, and so yeah, that's a, that would be a classic. Like, wow. and I've I've watched enough of the judge in this case to know that the judge is, you know, pretty down the lines, normal judge. And there's no way that judge would tolerate like you participated in some anti-police riots. I'm sorry, you're off the jury. <laughs> like, right. like you know, we're, we're gonna we're gonna you know, you're off the jury for cause. We'll have somebody else make this decision. Isn't isn't it funny how that judge sort of wouldn't let the other witness in the car just go like um tuesday when the other witness tuesday when the other witness was like you know i'm gonna plead the fifth and whatnot and and the judge was like wait a minute is there any way that we can ask him certain questions and still not you know do whatever whatever i i mean i hadn't seen that I hadn't seen that before because usually when somebody gets up there, it's like, I plead to fifth. Okay. Boom. You know? Right. Well, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a little different than like, you know, say somebody pleads the fifth in a congressional hearing, then you're like, then Congress is like, well, whatever, you know, clearly what we're doing is not as important as your constitutional right. right. But on the other hand, like when it's a criminal trial, you've got the competing, like, you know, criminal defendant has the right, the constitutional right to present a complete defense. And so that's, that's conflicting with, you know, the fifth and fifth amendment right of Mr. Hall not to incriminate himself. And so, you know, what they're looking for is like, okay, like, how can we, uh, you know, accommodate both as best we can? And right. I mean, there was a debate today, there was a motion made by the defense. Mr. All actually had an hour and a half long interview um, in Texas with FBI agents last year, and the defense is moving to have that admitted into evidence. Now, uh, you know, there, or at a, and that's the reason that's potentially problematic is because that's hearsay, right? Like, that's not the guy standing, sitting in court and talking about what he saw. It's a recording of him. So you're, that's a that's a hearsay issue, and, and there's questions about whether that can be admitted. But um, the defense is pressing to try and get information, and there's also there's an ethical issue here. I mean, you know, if the prosecute, you know, as the defense lawyer put it, the prosecution has the ability to overcome a Fifth Amendment claim by immunizing the the right. potential witness. Right? Um, the prosecution can say, well, we're granting you use immunity, which means we cannot use your testimony against you. So now you must come here and testify, and, um, and you'll be held in contempt if you don't. Right. Um, the prosecution doesn't want to do that because he's not good for them, right? He's a bad witness for the prosecution. He's the one who's saying he would be like, did you give him the drugs that include methanol and fentanyl and methamphetamine? Um, I think it's kind of unethical for them not to immunize him. I mean, not necessarily as a matter of professional legal ethics, but just, you know, what's more, what's moral and what's not. I mean, you're going to prosecute a guy for murder. You have a theory of the case that says drugs had nothing to do with it. And yet you're not going to immunize the other guy for his testimony because you think it's bad testimony for you, like prosecutors yeah, like are exculpatory evidence. Just, like yeah. you almost have exculpatory evidence here that yeah. could help the defense, and, right? And be and you know it, and since you know it, you're gonna cut it off and not not let it. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, that's unethically. Yeah, that's unethical. yeah. It's 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 on it's immoral for prosecutors who are supposed to be focused on on justice, right? Like there's some saying for prosecutors that's like prosecutors win when justice is done in the courts, not prosecutors win when their client is acquitted or, or they, they successfully convict someone. So, you know, I think, I think they're missing on that. I know there's a lot of people interested in this child, you uh, or trial, and uh, you obviously do a lot of analyzing on Twitter with that. So how can people find you on Twitter? And right. Well, I'm, I'm at Will Chamberlain on Twitter, as you see my name in the, you know, in the Chiron mm -hmm. screen, it's just at Will Chamberlain. Um, Periscope's gone, but I still do live streams on Twitter and you can follow them there. I'm also, 
I do live streams. Those same live streams I use StreamYard just like you guys do. And I do them on Facebook and YouTube. So um, Human Events has pages on both sites that you can follow there. If you like to watch my live streams, that's where most of my analysis will be. You know, it, it's funny. It's funny. They say the Periscope is gone, but they still allow us to. Yeah, it's like it's in its death rattle, right? Yeah. You know, like it's like from beyond yeah. the grave, Periscopes <laughs> are still showing up on people's Twitter feeds. I was thinking yeah, about was. this, like. And Still I ain't seen nothing either. I, you know, I think right. they just did it to set up the conservatives. I like they didn't want conservatives streaming on there, but so like conservatives gave up, but yet you can still stream. Yeah, it, like it, you can still do it. They didn't eliminate the software that allows you to use stuff like StreamYard to stream it, to Twitter. It goes just, along part and parcel with when you get banned on Twitter. Technically, yeah. I could still stream on Bearscope until they caught up with it. So, right, right. Yeah. Right, yeah. Right, and yeah. and then you know I I looked to see what it would take to to um, broadcast on Twitter, man. This man, it takes a week to even set up stuff to get. Yeah, you get jumped through a lot of hoops. Oh yeah, yeah. Like to go through their to get their like little thing where yeah, they like yeah. allow you to use their media studio. It's yeah. a whole like it's crap, process. Yeah. You know, I mean, and I I was real. I'm really not happy with Twitter for like getting rid of Periscope without having like replicated the functionality exactly in Twitter. Exactly. Like this is. You know, what, what I was able to do with my phone was like 2016 era Periscope, you know, like I could hold my phone and talk to it. That's all I can do, <laughs> you know, and and I mean, I like, but it turns out they didn't, they didn't fully disconnect whatever's going on with, with StreamYard and, and Periscope and the sort of back end. So as long as that's happening, I still use it. And I think other people should too, like you guys do. Well, let's do this uh, because Portland is still out there. Uh, we really didn't even get to talk about the Virginia thing. And um, the the Shoban thing is out there, and this uh, and this new one is out there. From, and there were four cops shot last night in Georgia. Right. So, yeah. So um, let's let's bring you back on a few times to get your legal analysis of what's going on with these different things. Um, I would beg everybody to follow Will on Twitter because. When he does his periscope, well, I'm periscope. When, <laughs> when he does Sorry. his broadcast, uh, you you do you do learn a lot, and and he does go inside of analysis, inside of analysis to break things down um, from from a lawyer perspective. So um, it can be riveting at times. You'd be like, God darn, I get the popcorn. What? Write that down. Write that down. Okay. So, yeah, I've been watching for uh, years. Will the fantastic oh, stuff. I, yeah, I appreciate absolutely. it. Thank you guys. Thank you so much for having me. It's always a pleasure. So, All right. So thanks. we will have you back on um, a few times to um, get some breakdown on uh, what's going on. But I really appreciate you you taking the time out to join. Absolutely. Us. Absolutely. Right. Thanks so much. All right. Thanks. Remember, um, follow him, Will Chamberlain. Will Chamberlain on Twitter. Follow him today. Don't delay. Follow him because I know I follow, and um, he's he's got a lot of he's got a lot of great stuff. Yeah, years years ago, I mean, years ago, my cousin said, "Hey man, you catch that scope from Will?" Yeah. I said, "I said Will who?" He said Will Chamberlain. I said, Will Chamberlain, the basketball? Yeah. Like, no, no, Will. Will That's my, oh, my mom okay. did the same right. thing. She's like, Will Chamberlain's going to be on? I'm like, no, Will. Will. I used, yeah. to, I used to tell people about him, but I used to get his name wrong. I used to call him Richard Chamberlain, you know, from the, from the, uh, and, and nobody take that down because he's <laughs> not Richard, he's Will. Yeah. But I used to call him Richard Chamberlain as the actor from those, uh, from those, uh, Movie mo- movie series of the week. Thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Of long nope. Ago. He is Will Chamberlain. He and is this good to is, watch. And this isn't Will Chamberlain, but this no. is the Colonel. What's up, Colonel? Hey, Wayne. How are you? I'm good fine. How you doing, sir? <laughs> I'm doing great. Doing great. Uh, Rob, I um, Rob Manis of the Rob Manis Show. He is. Uh, he's. Is uh if you haven't checked out his podcast, y'all y'all need to check out the Rob Manish show. A lot lot a lot going on, Rob. Uh, yeah, a lot going on. Portland, Minnesota, Virginia, and you said four cops were shot where? Georgia, Georgia, Georgia. last Back night. In Atlanta, God, I mean, oh, God damn, boy, Jesus. 
in Georgia again. Um, <clears throat> Will Georgia, Smith, Will Smith pulling out. Georgia is starting to be more like Portland. Yeah. I, I mean, and like I asked our last guest, um, I don't, Rob, I don't know if this country will ever be united again. I want it to be. But the way that things are going, right, there is no uh, voice of reason. Or even, you know what? Listeners of reason. There, there, there is no civil discourse between the two opposing sides uh, anymore. And I, and I know there are multiple, you know, uh, multiple ideologies at work in the United States today. But there, there's just no opportunity uh, to have uh, civil discourse almost at all. Uh, in the United States today, and uh, everything is to the extremes, uh, left or right. If you see what's happening with the corporations going on today, uh, not just that they're uh, they're weighing in on political things. Look, the big business has always done that. They do. They usually do that through their lobbyists and you know donating money to the candidates and all that stuff. But now. Uh, they are saying, hey, we're going to take our ball uh, and go home. And they're, and what they're saying to the American people is, uh, you need to come with us uh, when you see things that we think are wrong based on our values. Unfortunately, those values really aren't American. You know, well, you not can- the values of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and prosperity, and equal opportunity for all those kinds of things. It's not those values. Right. It's like when you get the Walmarts of the world that go along with the federal government and maximum minimum wage and guaranteed insurance and guaranteed this. And they'd be like, oh, yeah, I'll be down with that because I know that will eliminate my competition. We got a problem. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you just look at the Major League Baseball issue and the All-Star Game issue, uh, that, that was so dumb. On that corporation's part uh, to uh, to say to the people of Georgia, we don't like what your legislature that you voted for just did and that your governor (laughs) that you voted for just did. So we're going to hurt your businesses uh, to the tune of about what, 90 million or 100 million dollars or so uh, in extra revenue, uh, which also some goes to the state. Uh, we're going to intentionally hurt you, uh, and we're going to go to Denver, Colorado, where, uh, uh, and I hate to bring the race thing in, but they're the ones talking about doing it because they're saying they're doing it because of race. Well, in Colorado, I think uh, only like 23% of businesses that are going to be positively impacted by the All-Star game are minority-owned. And in, well, Atlanta, in Atlanta, in the, in the area where where uh, they left, it was like 47%. Right. It's crazy. Well, that's- that's my question. The the rioting over what happened in Minnesota last night, but yet those businesses in Georgia are staying silent. I have not seen anybody in the black community come out and complain about what the MLB just did. Where are their voices for that? That's what well, concerns me. Actually, surprisingly, uh, even Stacey Abrams has acknowledged that they should not have pulled out the all-star game and the black folks that are politicians uh, in the state of Georgia are actually uh, having to come out and say, hey, we, we didn't support this. But you know what? It's their philosophy that is driving this. Uh, and the philosophy that's been, I guess, incorporated into the majority of now corporations in the United States that is driving this. And it's the same philosophy that has hurt minorities for decades now through government policies that are uh, that are errant uh, instead of adopting good policies that does things like that do things like strengthen families of of the uh, poverty stricken instead of destroying them, uh, which as we all know, if you look at the data, uh, just take the African American community, uh, the family has been absolutely destroyed since the 1960s, uh, and that. It does not help things like crime rates, incarceration rates, uh, and the, which also have, an, have been impacted by laws like the one uh, designed by once Senator Joe Biden, uh, the crime bill of the mid-90s, 
it's it's just absolutely crazy that f- apparently folks in the majority keep voting for this type of activity. It is nuts. It's absolutely nuts. That's why we can't have a discussion anymore because those of us that see that it's nuts aren't willing to put ourselves on the line to take somebody on from the other side because they're crazy. They're absolutely crazy. <laughs> Some people you just can't reach. Well, look, you know, I served, Wayne knows this, I served the country for 32 and a half years of my oh, life. God bless. 17, mm-hmm. uh, and I ended as a wing, what's called a wing commander of the Air Force. And, and, and Wayne Dupree knows this, but a wing commander, when you sign a policy of zero tolerance for discrimination, that's not just for discrimination of uh, black people or Mexican people mm-hmm. or some That's everybody. women. Yeah, that's everybody. everybody. Yeah. And it's zero tolerance. And now we have an entire political process. Just take the Department of Defense right now that has taken what happened on January 6th and leveraged that to do an extremism pursuit inside the Department of Defense when my own son, who's an Air Force staff sergeant right now, calls me after he gets to training and he says, Dad, you're an extremist, according to the definition they just gave us. I said, what are you talking about? You know, I said, that's crazy. He said, no, but the two things that make you an extremist is because you are willing to die for your cause, which is the Constitution of the United States and and the concept of America, and that you have... uh, religious views, because I'm 100% pro-life, I'm against the abortion, I'm against the death penalty, uh, are considered extreme religious views. And now, according to the Department of Defense, you are an extremist. Now, now think about this. I had a top secret, sensitive compartment and information clearance from the time yep. I was 17 years old until I was 55, okay, years old. I'm 59 as we speak. Think about how insane that sounds to say that someone like me is an extremist Mm -hmm. and that is the reason why we are so divided i don't know if we can ever come back together as a country that's unfortunately the side that i'm not on has total control now including of the united states armed forces and that was the last institution in this country that everybody still believed in i was contacted by a, a civilian that works for the dod uh, just this past weekend, we had a long talk about that. He said he had to sit through the, the Zoom meeting. Uh, he said it was horrible. He said it was unbelievable. Uh, he's beside himself. He couldn't believe what the commanders and the higher-ups were, uh, th- their directives and what they were talking about and, and how they were passing that down. And that's that's coming from a former Air Force member, but but now civilian for the DOD. And it's just, it's insanity. You know what, too? I um, You said... You said you had a top secret with a special SCI. Me too. I had an SCI too. Yeah, I had an SCI when I worked at Tonopah Test Range. Um, oh, my dad spent some time up there. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I was just in the machine shop yeah. on an F sixteen. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't nothing special with me. You know? They, you know, they were doing crazy, crazy stuff up there. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, my dad spent some time there and at Groom Lake. <laughs> We saw five foot crows, you know, so, um, (laughs) you know, I also had, I also had a clearance that not many people know about. It's called critical nuclear weapons design information access. Oh, Uh, wow. Sounds uh, fancy. Exactly. It sounds fancy. It's just basically you have access to all the design info for nuclear weapons. For the TC, Uh, would like the TCTOs for nuclear weapons? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, kind of even more depth than that. Even yeah, yeah, okay. That because, uh, you know, in my early career, I was a bomb disposal guy, EOD. Uh, and uh, as part of the nuclear weapons training in that, it's it's the only uh, function in the military where you, you sit down and you, you get lectures from the men, men that designed the first nuclear weapon through oh, videos wow. and wow. films. It was films back in those days. That's how old I am. Uh, <laughs> but they're films that are made by the scientists, you know, and the designers that put it together. So, you know... My only point with that is my entire career, uh, I've, I've been involved in the, the majority of the secrets of the United States of America, the things that we mm-hmm. safeguard. And mm-hmm. to be told by my staff sergeant's son that I'm not an extremist. I know. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and the, the men and women in command of the United States Air Force today 
the three stars are my peers, the three star generals. Right. So the chief of staff's four star. Uh, and I know CQ Brown, uh, who's the chief. Uh, and, and I know those men and women and they know that I'm not an extremist. And what's puzzling to me is that they're actually caving in to the orders yeah. from the political appointees yep. uh, and and putting this mess out there. And the problem with putting it out there is that the military, we, we that serve know you have a unique set of power, a unique power structure there that when you tell the young folks that this is the way it's going to be, they have to either salute smartly or in their enlistment right. or in their contract yeah. as an officer or whatever and depart. Okay. Uh, so where is this so all coming from then? Is this coming from the, the administration? The government. Like who, who's handing these orders down to the top uh, generals? Well, Sec Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin, uh, who is a retired uh, Army four-star. I worked with him when he was a colonel and I was a major on the Joint Staff right. in the Pentagon. Uh, he is the Secretary of Defense, so he's carrying the water for the politicians who are taking January 6th and saying, hey, you know, if you voted for Donald Trump, you got to look at these people, blah, 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 and those kinds of things. And they've taken it doing what DOD does best, right, guys? They take something and they make a program out of it. <laughs> right. uh, I mean, it's, yeah. it, it, it's, it's what bureaucrats do best, but and, and DOD's bureaucrats are the best of the best. Well, Speaking of the military. Yeah. Being woke, I wanted to add, just ask you about. They just put a surgical mask the Navy did on the Eagle logo. How did you feel about that? I had to ask you. Well, I had a son that was one of my three military sons was in the Navy, and uh, I'll tell you what he would say about it. <laughs> uh, I can't say. Well, I don't know if I can say profanity or not, but it would be a very profane comment. Uh, hmm. uh, he he left uh, uh, as an E six from the Navy, uh, wow. worked on aircraft and aircraft carriers for a long time. But you know uh, that it's crazy. You know, it seems like you see. Now I know we talk about the Biden Harris administration, but it seems like they've been doing this social, uh, this social experiment on the military for a whole lot longer than the Biden Harris administration, and probably uh, could have been around the Clinton time when they tried to do the don't ask, don't tell type of crap and stuff like that. But the Pentagon, the people in the Pentagon are also the issue because you have a lot of liberal type of military people over there too. And they don't go, they aren't voting in and voted out. Yeah. They, I mean, you know, it's Colonel It's you know, it's like, it's who, it's who, you know, and things are passed down from from the leave from the uh, retiring brigadier to 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 another general to another major and and offices and the Pentagon is quick to to accept certain things and just push it through am I right oh absolutely you know I, I worked there for two years and four months uh, in about three days you were counting your time down, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Man, I can't wait to get out of here. I worked in J3 on the joint staff, and they call that the meat grinder. Ah. <laughs> uh, but, but I learned very quickly that uh, starting with your inner office, that we're getting to know the senior civilians, the GS-15, which is equivalent of a colonel, full colonel right. uh, and then the senior executive service folks, which are above them, uh, there's four levels of that, and they're all like equivalent of, of generals and admirals. Uh, as you go up, getting to know who they are, uh, what their perspectives are, what their goals are, uh, and those kind of things is key to being successful as a uniformed officer uh, at, on a successful staff tour while you're serving in the Pentagon. Because we're there for a very short amount of time. Uh, you know, two years and four months is not a long time to get to know the world's largest bureaucracy and the most complicated building ever known to man, uh, other than the Great Pyramid. Uh, but uh, but you do learn it, but you have to get to know those people and really kind of get them to take you under their wing in order to learn how to get things done and to really survive to have a successful tour there. And they control everything, you know, and we hated them because they like to have meetings at five o'clock on Friday afternoon. Uh, and these weren't meetings where you have a beer. These were be <laughs> real work meetings. And they do do those kinds of things on purpose 
Uh, and those are just the career people. And then you have the political appointees, which go all the way up from assistant deputy secretary and up. Mm -hmm. And those mm -hmm. are all political appointees, just like I said. So they're they're running the political uh, part of the goals of whatever administration is in charge. And those two layers are, are critical to uh, uh, being able to understand what's happening in the Pentagon. You know, yesterday, you guys mentioned the mask on the eagle uh, uh, for the Navy yesterday on their logo. You see that, and at the same time, you see the news breaking that for like the fourth or fifth time, 11 combat jets are in the Taiwan Straits. Right, uh, right. Threatening, uh, and in their air defense identification zone, aviators, we call it the eight is. Uh, once something penetrates the outer eight is, usually a country that has the wherewithal will launch aircraft to intercept it. Uh, uh, anything that's unknown out there. And usually it's a, some, something like the Chinese Air Force or the Russian Air Force or whatever, testing your defenses. Well, this is like for the fourth or fifth time in the last two months that mm. the Chinese military has threatened with combat aircraft in the Taiwan Straits and, and inside their air defense identification zone. Uh, at the same time, we're focused on woke crap and extremists yeah. that really yeah. don't exist because quite honestly, there's always been a certain level of extremism, uh, cats and, and dogs that you find uh, uh, in the military, you know, skinheads, neo-Nazis, Black Panthers. I mean, they've all done it. Uh, so there's always a little bit of that element there, but, but they almost, almost always get ferreted out by the security clearance process. For those who who want to watch your show, get involved, see what you what else you're doing. How can they follow you? Where can they watch your show? How do they reach out to you? Oh man, I've had to get on every platform, but I am on Twitter <laughs> at Rob, <laughs> Rob Manus. Uh, I was listening to you guys on the earlier show. I had taken my Periscope link off. I use Restream. I had taken my Periscope link off thinking, well, it's not going to work. I'm going to put it back on. So uh, yeah, I can works. broadcast my show there. Oh. I was broadcasting it. We broadcast every week. Uh, 4 p.m. Eastern on Tuesdays, and we try to have a guest that has experience in the topic uh, that we're going to grab uh, and go with. It lasts usually about an hour for live, and then we republish it at robmanus.com, R-O-B-M-A-N-E-S-S.com uh, on Thursdays, and we, I do some video editorials that we try to put out throughout the week, too, uh, and we put it on all the platforms. On, I'm still on Facebook, even though I've been completely demonetized. By Facebook because they had the audacity. You're an extremist, uh, man. Come on now. Publish a, a video by a guy named Mike Lindell that said absolute proof. You know, and I, I reviewed the video. There, there, there were no incorrect facts in the video, so I, I went ahead with it like I should. If I'm a publisher, uh, and uh, Facebook did not like that, they demonetized me completely, Wayne. If you have any pull with those guys, they need to fix that because it wasn't fake. <laughs> yeah. they're, they're telling me I'm a yeah. fake news purveyor and telling well, other people that. And, and it, it's not fake. It's just facts that they don't agree with. And my that agree with. <laughs> that's, that, that's fake I am in, on in Facebook, their eyes. <laughs> at COL, Rob Manus. Uh, at symbol COL, Rob Manus. My Facebook contact won't even respond back to me. I don't even, I think they put her in a closet. I don't even know where she is. <laughs> they found out that, we, that Mike Lindell likes the show. That's what happened. Oh, no. Yeah, oh, yeah. No. Unfortunately, so I tell people go to my website and subscribe there. It's there free. Yeah. Uh, it's free, uh, but we do have ads. You got to look at the ads. Yeah. Uh, someday I'll be in the big time and be able to do what Wayne Dupree does in the opera. <laughs> oh, they complained right. about my ads. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, I can't. I get ads and yeah. But okay, but look, five hundred thousand people visited a day. Only twenty people complain about ads. What, what do you want exactly. me to do? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. What do you want me to do? Unfortunately, one of, one of them's my wife. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's what I said. I said, well, you know, we'll see if if Dupree has success with this premium thing. I'll I'll let him do that for a year and see, what, see if I can afford to do what he did. But I'm gonna stick with it the way it is. It's a great site. Yeah. And uh, yeah. we 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 were part of a, a conservative network of sites, which includes yep. one called WayneDupree.com. Well, thank you, uh, man. So to speak. Thank and we pub we're, we're given permission to publish articles, and I do yeah. my own articles for the yeah. network. Yep. Uh, and put that out. Uh, we're through LifeSet.com. My show is mm -hmm. also published yeah. there, LifeSet.com, and it, it's live on their Facebook page, their big Facebook page too. Uh, they haven't been demonetized, as far as I know. They didn't let me show the Michael Dell video. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Actually, that's, I chose not to put it on there. I didn't want to put anybody in danger. That's but, extremist uh, stuff, man. Yeah, yeah. So we're on Cloud Hub and Gab and Parlor to finish answering your question. You on Rumble all, too? Uh, and uh, all my videos are on Rumble. Okay. Uh, Face or YouTube is. I'm still there, but I can't build an audience. I'm so restricted. And they actually took a video down, a show down from a couple of weeks ago where it was, all it was was an individual from a Louisiana activist group that had been successful in getting the Secretary of State to stop the contract bid for Dominion voting machines to force the debate back into the state legislature where the Constitution says that kind of thing is supposed to be. Uh, it was a show all about that and how they were successful. And YouTube said it. Uh, you can't. You're not allowed to talk about that. That's just bad stuff. It's uh, extremist. It's extremist. <laughs> so they actually took the video completely down. Well, That's we'll let you talk on here. That's for sure. We'll have you back and you can oh, yeah, talk on here. Yeah. We won't shut you down. We appreciate you coming <laughs> on today. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank Thanks Turner. for having me. We'll thank appreciate you. it, y'all. <laughs> what a cool dude. I like him. Yeah, you so can sit a lot around. Of experience. And, they sit around a campfire with that guy, listening to those oh, yeah. stories for all night. Oh, I bet he's some good stories. stories. I bet oh, he has yeah. some really good stories. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're getting ready to roll out. We aren't yeah. going to hold you. Uh, we do. Uh, we look. Like I said, we got Portland. We got what happened in Virginia. We got what happened in Minnesota. What's happening in Minnesota? Uh, and then this thing that happened in Georgia with the four cops, we got to find out four cops. We got to find out more about that. Uh, but um, if you can, if you can and you believe in it, uh, get on your knees or go into your prayer closet and pray for the country. Uh, pray, pray that there is a voice. I mean, and, 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 and you know, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully we're not getting into re revelation. Uh, rele rele hmm. revelations yeah hopefully we're not getting into revelations oh it's all where, being revealed where the antichrist comes as uh, a messenger of peace yeah that's dangerous because you know how things are so bad right now that in in Pe revelations it talks about the antichrist will come as a badge of peace or a person of peace to bring everything together <laughs> People will give in to it because with the promise of peace. Right. Because it will, because peace will, well, what, temporary counterfeit peace right, will right. follow after him. Yeah. And then mm -hmm. people will say, you know what? This is who we finally found somebody to, 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 you know. To, uh, yeah, no. Oh, no. Just it still kind of freaks me out about what they say in the Bible about the uh, woman in pearls and purple in in revelations did you see that you know what i'm talking about it says the woman was arrayed in uh, arrayed in purple and scarlet and adorned in gold and pearls oh, and no yeah, it's purple yeah, well purple, and purple purple and, and purple. scarlet yeah yep. and, and it purple. said yeah, okay. her sexual immorality and mm. you have to really just think it's kind of strange that kamala was in purple and wore per in pearls on the day she was in office what, do you know what, she was put in. what that's relating to, and a lot of people are saying that that's linked to, is the archdiocese. Mm. And for her to wear purple is is telling, of course. Yeah. But then you know you also have the two witnesses, the two witnesses that are killed on the streets, and then their bodies are left there for three days. You know, you notice know, two people in the Bible that have never died or no record of them dying two people joseph no right jesus's father i don't know whatever happened no enoch and elijah elijah, elijah was taken up didn't die well right 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 <laughs> i mean but we know where he went you said we don't he didn't die oh, right he was taken he was taken yeah and and enoch which is in the Old Testament in Genesis, walk with God every day. Walk with him so much, talk with him so much, he just walked away. Right. A lot of people yeah. need to be walking with God and talking with God right so, now. So, you know, they're talking about those two spirits have have not died. But, um, okay, so with, with that said, let's 
<clears throat> a lot to talk about tomorrow, this week, um, and we haven't even said anything on Joe, um, but but that's okay because he's a walking walking magnet of, um, of of trash. So we should be able to get something out about him. Any last thoughts before we get out of here? Another big explosion yet to rock the uh, Caribbean islands. Um, the volcano continues to erupt. While the volcano erupts, uh, there have been massive earthquakes across the world. Damn. Saw that. I saw yeah. that. And in I mean, Brazil, Brazil, they are erecting the giantest, most giantest yes. Jesus of all time. The yep, biggest, yep. giantest Jesus of all time. It's huge. Yeah, it's way taller I mean, than the I one can't. in Rio. The one in Rio? Oh, the, the, yeah. the one in Rio yeah, is with breathtaking. The arms open, yeah. Well, this bigger. one's like quadruple that. It's like a skyscraper. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. Ladies and gentlemen, y'all have (laughs) green.